I am the mind freak. Mind freak! Mind freak! Listener, did you know there's no reality? There's no reality. Oh, I am man. the mind freak. Mind freak! Guys? There's no reality. I can't even be... First of all, welcome to That's the Spirit podcast. Welcome, everyone. That's Robin. That's Staffly. Everyone, boy, oh boy, have I been had. I'm I'm the first one to admit that I'm extremely gullible. Like, and and probably too trusting. But boy, boy, did you guys get Sorry for betraying you. No, it was a good fool. It was all in the name of good fun. It was a really good fool. Um, this past Monday was April Fool's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... As some of you do, no, I don't think I've told anyone on, on, on any of our, our listeners that a couple weeks ago I, I have started just direct messaging Chris Angel on Instagram. She did. I sent him a bunch of different things. A lot of them start just like, hi, mind freak. It really quickly devolves. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it even starts from a place where it could devolve from, but you do kick it off. Hi, mind freak. Yeah. Hi, mind freak. And, um, I do end just like. I love you every time. I'll yep. actually, I'll just read. You could read Do you some. think I should just read out read some of the stuff I've been sending Chris Angel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I promise there's a there's a rhyme and reason yeah. to this that Ooh, comes later. Um, yeah. In addition to, like, we won't get into them, but um, David Blaine, who, fuck you, David mm. Blaine. Yes, and fuck you, David Blaine. David Copperfield. Yes, David Copperfield. Two mm. still is good. In a sea of Davids, a Chris stands alone. A Chris does stand alone. Also, my cat is just jumping everywhere, Chris, so I'm sorry for that. Chris with two S's. The only Chris. flower in the field for me. Angel. Uh, I started off asking him to send Robin good luck and, and power uh, for a special day that she had, a, a, a tough day. And I said, yeah. Dear Chris Angel, my friend Robin is your biggest fan. She's a tough weekend ahead of her. Please do your best to send mm-hmm. her magic. I know people ask them to levitate, ask you to levitate them every day. As he says himself. You said that many times. Every day. And I know you psych a lot of people. Yeah, he does. And for that, we're all grateful. Please True. think about Robin tomorrow and send her magic. P.S. We will dedicate the song Sale to you during next period. <laughs> Listener, um, I know you know the song Sale. We've I also forgot I wrote, also thank you for helping everyone have fun. You did write that. Yeah. <laughs> you did. And then the next one, hi, Mind Freak. Hey, Mind Freak. Robin it's had a tough day. It's going to be a couple days of waiting for news, and I'm confident you can influence nature in a positive way with your extremely powerful magic. Can you magic. Tell me the timestamp on this one? This one is March 15th at 10, 24 p.m. Oh, pretty early. Okay. Uh... Robin asked me today if I remember the time you broke out of a barrel filled with water suspended way up in the air. I do remember. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Robin and I like to reenact the time you put you swap those people's torsos. We mainly just scream and drag ourselves around on the floor. Listener, if you don't know what we're talking about, definitely I guess just Google Chris Angel torso, torso swap. swap. Yeah, yeah, it truly will come up. You're as gonna that. not Mm-mm. like it. I also told him that we were that for Halloween. Yeah, you did. Um, I go on to say, thanks for sending your magic to Robin and for mind-freaking us all. He did. As it's been proven, he really did. Mm -hmm. Then this past Thursday, for those of you who listened to our next, our last episodes, I, 
I actually on this very podcast you did you talked about your masterpiece. my incredible movie walkie talkie walkie talkie and I movie. decided that I would take it a step further um, after workshopping it all week <laughs> I can't believe and uh, I said hi again friends so we have a proposition my friends and I just sealed a five million dollar movie deal for what I can <laughs> for what I can only describe as a citizen cane of movies but let me just it's not a lot of money for five million dollars yeah. is such a funny amount. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Walkie Talkie, and it stars you as the star. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but I'll give you some hints. Walkie Talkies, Milk, Death, Best Friends, and the Devil. If you are interested, the role is yours. So we wrote awesome. it for you, after all. We are prepared to spend the whole five million on you <laughs> and your movie makeup. <laughs> What do you say? If you have any friends who want to act this None movie, going let me know and I will talk to Steven Spielberg. I love you. <laughs> like, I'll just talk to him. He's not involved, but I'll, yeah. I'll send him a message. <laughs> yeah, so Ooh, that's a... I, it, it's been that kind of stuff I've been selling, that uh, kind of sending to Chris Angel. Tense back and forth. Yeah, uh, yet to have a response, but our friend Zach and Robin got me good. By we tricked her all day, sending me screenshots of what looked like an oh. Instagram direct message between Zach and Chris yeah. Angel. For some context, Zach, I think, had also messaged Chris Angel about my yes. weekend. So then he came up with an idea. What if Chris Angel responded to him? Mm-hmm. I put my Photoshop skills to good use for the mm-hmm. first and probably. Last time ever. If only... I mean, the most important time ever. Yep. For the sure. The time of a, a lifetime. Oh. Um, anyway, I think I made like 10 to 12 different versions of, of fake screenshots of the conversation between the two of them. And so we convinced Steph that they were talking and that we had a direct line to Chris Angel. And I was fully convinced. Yeah. Nothing... Nothing made me question this. Not that it was April Fool's Day. Not that Chris hadn't gotten back to me yet. No. Uh, that more than anything should not have been a tip off. It shouldn't have been because I really have been uh, taking it way too far. Taking it far with him. So the whole day I was like freaking out. I was sending mm-hmm. Robin direct messages. I was sending Zach and Robin and our friend Jordan messages all day. I think I even like told somebody else about it. You probably did. Um, and I just I, I went to sleep last night. Floating on a cloud. Just being like, wow, I'm now basically Part zero degrees yeah. from away from Chris Angel. Like, mm-hmm. we're, it, we're definitely going to go hang out with him. Oh, yeah, because yep. in the messages we were like, haha, maybe we can come see you in Vegas. And he was like, you, I can't do the voice, but he was like, he's my manager. By the way, dude, that is his actual agent's email. That's I insane. Looked it up. That's so <laughs> beautiful. That's so good. He is my manager's email. He's my manager's email, Stevie. Yes, Steve. His name is Steven. Here's an idea. It's a woman. Here's an idea. And her name is probably Stephanie. Definitely, hundred percent, it is. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so the culmination of this was this morning, Chris Angel. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> Zach pitching Chris Angel on Walkie Talkie. Yeah, and then a response from him saying, "I love it. Yeah, but there I love be it. More milk. There should be more milk." And that's when Smash I Smash cut to Steph catching on. Another twist. Guess yeah. what? We got tickets. We're going to see Chris Angel live! Guys! For like two hours 
after I was like, this is a really, really good prank. First of all, I cried because my friends pranked me so good. <laughs> but at tears of joy. Yeah. Tears of beautiful so joy. I was so again. touched that, that I was pranked so hard. You did get got. And, Zach, and you were like, and, surprise, we got Chris Angel tickets. And I was like, the, the joke is over. It's over, and I won't be fooled again. It's not over. But guess what? It crossed into the real world. They actually did it, and listeners, we are going to see someone that we got joke-obsessed with yep. two months ago. It's one of those things where it starts as a joke, but then it's real. It becomes real. It becomes and real. there's nothing you can there's do. There's nothing we can do about it. He We're going to see Chris Angel. We're going to Pennsylvania. Us. He's completely mind-freaked us. We're fully going on a road trip. Yes, to just to Chris see Chris Angel. Angel. Um, we also discovered that he is a band called Angel Dust. We and kind of already knew, but we just saw his official oh boy. music video. And listener, you need to look up, what is it called? Give... Something, um, something like give me love. Give me your love. Give me your love. I think something like that. I Don't worry, we'll Google definitely Angel, post it. Angel does. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is by far the best music video I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, In whole life. Guys. I. Oh. Christopher. My freak. My freak. I can't even believe it, but I mean. Can you? I. Chris would, never in a Chris thousand would say years. Believe. Chris would say believe. That was the title of his his last live show. Yeah, that's right. And um, Chris wanted me to believe that we were that he was talking to us. In a way, he was. One nice thing is that I was going to stop direct messaging him after I found out that he does respond to people. <laughs> but now I'm not going now to. You can definitely not stop. Yeah, Especially maybe I'll do one live have, right now. I think that maybe you should tell him about the prank. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do it. I think it. you should maybe be like, my friends got me so good, but I knew it was all goof because you would never respond to somebody else, but not to me, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to wait, but I did just type, oh, oh man, Chris, you'll never believe this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just, I'll, I'll wait until we're not recording to text message really my best that friend. One. It's like my, it's like my prayers at night is to just. <laughs> Open up my old Instagram. Gotta say those sweet vespers before yeah, you be like, sign off into the God spirit world. Slash Chris Angel. Thank you for my day to day. Thank you for being for all my, my blessings. It's like you hear my prayers friend. every day. Uh, speaking of dreams, just want everyone to know that I had a dream last night that I bought a yeah. town specifically for the purpose of making everybody act in my personal version of the Truman Show. And then. When I got there, it was like a creepy Sturbridge village. That's the whole dream. I think that's a win-win. Yeah, I made it work. I did. I will also ask: Was it that you were self-aware that it was a reenactment of the Truman Show? Yeah, I was like, so I think no it would one be was fun. getting fooled. No, nobody was getting fooled. But okay. I was like, I think it would be fun to set up like this weird little fake town. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked so many times on this pod about finding abandoned towns to just have. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, have... I'm going to make everything nice and paint it, and oh, yeah. it's going to be cute. And then I got oh, yeah. there, and there was just, like, colonial women, and I was like, all right. You know why you thought that? Because we were talking about Sturbridge Village? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Uh, guys, when Robin and I and our friends went to dinner, and I forced everyone to listen to my walkie-talkie pitch... You didn't we have to did, any we did, uh, we, we did start workshopping it. And it turned into another movie, and now I'm, I'm writing a different mo- movie, which is called The Milkening. 
And that's based on something Robin said accidentally. I didn't say it by accident. I know that milkening isn't a word. Great. It's something Robin said on purpose and is brilliant. (laughs) And um, something that you may not know, listeners, is that our two-year anniversary is coming up in June. It's show is. It's going to be crazy. And what you can look forward to has to do with the milkening. And that's all I'll say. (laughs) That pretty much gives it away. Well, I don't know if it does. But maybe it does. Might be it Might does. be it does. <laughs> maybe it yep. does. Just keep the milkening in the back of your mind as if it's not there it's already. Never, it's omnipresent in the back of my mind. Truly. Just what else happened this past out. week? Anything? What did we do? Oh, what did happen this past week? Um, we tried to go to eat some seafood and oh, man. just viciously denied. We searched for clams really for like thing. three and a half hours. I want the listener to know that I can't even eat clams, and I want yeah, and you still everybody want to else around clams. me to eat clams. Mm. Um, no, uh, the new Jordan Peele Twilight Zone premieres tonight. Yes. Which is very exciting. I I'm very don't excited. have CBS All Access, but I'm going to find Neither a way. Neither do I. We'll find a way to watch yeah, it. We'll find a way. Star-studded cast throughout. Mm, Truly so an incredible Ooh, thing. we saw the preview for that new zombie movie, The Dead Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die. And that also is Fucking stars! Can't wait. It's gonna be great. Yeah, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Chloe. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. It's gonna be great, dude. It looks so fucking good. Selena Gomez. What do you? How do you feel about zombie movies? Like generally, fine with them. They're not my fine, but not top. They're not my top scare. I feel that way too. Yeah. I feel that way, too. Although, last night I did go to CVS at 2 o'clock in the morning. Stephanie, you can't I know. be doing that. Well, I was carrying my pepper spray with me throughout. Dude. And being really aggressive on the sidewalk. Like, looking, what like... What do you need so bad? Jumping out in front of things that weren't even there just to, like, seem aggressive. I needed medication that I forgot that I needed. Stephanie! Was the pharmacy even open? Uh, Nope. No, Dude. so I just grabbed some toothpaste and it was cool. Dude. Got it this morning. I don't know. It was one of those things, those anxiety things of like, well, it's open always, so I guess I'll just go. I know it was wrong, but I did I'm it. Where? I had a, I had my knife with me. Oh my and god! And I had my you're pepper the, spray. You're the menace. I'm the menace of Park Slope. Yeah. Call you're me the, the menace of Park Slope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the menace of Park Slope there is, she is children's the imagination play places <laughs> that oh. place fall-in delicious I restaurants God, and bars. If Leroy's, if Talday turns into a gigantic Dude, child's play if place. if Old Carriage Inn becomes a child's play place, I don't I'm going to burn about it. it down. I will sabotage it. I'll become the menace of Park Slope. <laughs> which is just like okay. stealing. This is the third movie, dude. This is another movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of work to do if I'm going to yeah, start pitching these movies and get them greenlit, get them bought by Hollywood Studios. If you want them in in theaters in yeah. time for award season 2020, for sure you got to get them. I work. definitely am behind on production. If any of you that out there produce movies and you'd like to buy uh, Walkie Talkie or The Menace of Park Slope from me, you sure can. DM um, her on Instagram. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say the milkening is my pet project, and that is not for sale. Oh, okay. I need I yeah I would I would rather a, I can't a director you're ready approach to sell walkie talkie, but I mean yeah I'm to the to the right okay, buyer. Okay, so if you're a director, 
please approach Stephanie. Absolutely, about the milk absolutely approach especially her about the milk if you have experience and whole. If I had to choose my favorite, like the top person to direct the milkening, mm-hmm. boy, who did I think I'd force the director of The Witch and M Night Shyamalan to work together as co-directors. Yes. <laughs> That would be its own movie. I would choose the director of the second Paranormal Activity. Or yeah. wait, is it the third? Whichever one is the girls in the No, 80s. it would obviously be David Lynch. Never mind. Oh, yeah. I guess it's gotta be. Yeah, David Lynch would love the milkening. Yeah, you're right. No, I, I, I can't even say anything. Say that is yeah. the right answer. He would, he would love it. I feel like he's got his own version of the milkening lined up. I'm gonna start direct messaging him on Instagram about the milkening. I mean, it's basically like... What movie is it where it's in Lumberton? Is it Blue Velvet? Ooh, I don't remember, but because probably. Because it was we Milkton. Up Milkton. Milkton is a place. And Lumberton is a town in one of his movies. Wow. And oh, wow. I didn't even. I didn't even wow. think about that. Okay, well, I got to approach him then. Okay, well, we're going to. It's an homage. It's an homage. Um, okay. So, anyway, yeah, I've been hard at work on my film career. Yeah, I haven't been that hard at work. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I could, I, oh, sorry, I'm peeling nail polish off. I apologize. That's okay. Um, but I did want to live Google some ghost news. Let's do it. I figured, why not? We haven't had a good one in a bit. Oh, yeah. Ghost. And you know what? Sometimes I like to do haunted. Haunted news? Haunted news. And then you just boop, boop. On the news tab. Okay, there we go. Okay, nope. A lot of dark stuff coming mm-hmm. up for that. So I'm going to do ghost. <laughs> stick with a classic. Okay. Have you I heard me just go. slurping something, everyone? I'm having a dinner smoothie. Which is, um, I feel like something an L.A. person would do. Yeah. It's definitely my first dinner smoothie. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, man. Well, still a lot of dark stuff. Maybe this was a bad idea. It's a idea. bust. <laughs> do humans have a ghost ancestor? Artificial intelligence thinks so. We all do. What? Uh, special event. Ghost investigations. Okay, useless. Um, the oh, whimsy, actually. The whimsy world of giant ghost will... Wait, a ghost giant will grab you? I'm sorry, everyone. Ghost hunters find paranormal activity at a restaurant. Great. Steph, that's from the New Haven Register. What? Let's see. This is, like, from yesterday. Oh, my God. What? It's a ramen restaurant. Uh, She learned her mind wasn't playing tricks on her, but rather she has a friendly ghost haunting the place named Ben. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay. Well, this is in Connecticut, so we can go. Great. She saw what appeared to be a man's legs wearing work boots standing behind some boxes after closing up. She was convinced an intruder had gotten inside the building, but after searching the area, she realized the doors were still locked. Nobody could have gotten Wow. Ooh, that's a very creepy one. I don't like that. Okay, we got ghosts sighted in Stoke, which I assume Stoke in England. Ghost villages are for sale in Spain. I will take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Name your price. Ghost hunters hosting paranormal investigations at Eloise in April. How to get tickets. I don't know where that is. I don't know. But why not? Woman's supposed ghost sighting goes viral at Massachusetts Market. Okay. Okay. Parents claim Nanny Cam captured ghost who scratched baby. Whoa. Wow. 
Can you see a ghost in this photo? Some claim Lady in White spotted on Haunting Tour. Ooh, a Lady in White. Click on that right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I see her. Let's see. That's a person. You see that, right? That's a person. I don't know. Scratching a baby isn't a Lady in White's MO ever. No, this is different from that one. That's on a spooky tour. Oh, I see. All right. Anyway, that's it for Ghosts in the News, cool. I think. When you mentioned that Connecticut one, yeah. I um I it reminds me that while I was researching, I found out about the Curtis Hotel. Yeah. In uh ooh, Woodbury? Okay. I think it's the oldest inn ooh. in Connecticut. Really? And it's haunted as the day is long. Shit. Yeah, and it looks super haunted too, so we should go. I stayed at a very, very spooky hotel uh, in upstate Connecticut for Sonia's wedding. Mm. And I forget what it was called, but it was very scary. And there were antique guns and, like, paintings of ships everywhere within it. It was I love that. gorgeous. I've got some paintings of ships in here. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, Not nearly enough, though. Yeah. Not nearly Not enough. But I did get that old-fashioned kerosene lanthorn this week. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Mm, got a yeah. good lanthorn. Got a good lanthorn. Um, all right. Well, if you're ready, I can just hit you with a ghost tale. Please do. Okay. That's a drum roll. Thank you. Wow. Pathetic. No, you try. You try. <laughs> all right. So, as you know, yes, yesterday, last week I was obsessing over the wreck of the Estonia. Yeah. And I still am. Do I, I'm never not going to be. I'm never over it. I was talking about it this morning, demanding to know if one of our coworkers read it. (sighs) Anyway, I looked up some lesser-known haunted shipwrecks. Nice. Wanna know? Okay, first up, the Fujikawa Maru and Hoki Maru. Okay. As we all know, Maru means round in Japanese. Yep, and I know that because of that special famous cat. Also, I could be wrong. While many shipwrecks sit alone and forlorn at the bottom of the sea, Japanese wrecks, the Fujikawa Maru and the Hoki Maru, keep some morbid company together. The two ships were part of a fleet of around 60 vessels that were sunk by U.S. planes and other attack craft in uh, World War II. Mm. Both vessels have played home to ghostly goings-on. Now, can I ask you something? These are underwater, yeah? They are. So it's people that are diving down... And seeing ghosts. Well, some of it is seeing, but as you'll hear, some of it is... Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I just can't imagine anything spookier than seeing a ghost when you're already really compromised. Yeah, at that point I would be like, oh, I'm not getting enough oxygen for my tank. Yeah. Um, Basically, with this one, visitors, a.k.a. divers, uh, actually it doesn't specify, so I would guess divers as well as people on the surface have reported the sound of the machinery from the boats operating. So it sounds like the boats are like on and the engines are turning over. No. Yeah. Uh, while filming in the wreck of the Hokie Maru, investigators from an American uh, from the American TV show Destination Truth picked up a recording of the engines turning over. Gross, scary. That would scare the shit out of no, me if I were diving. Remember, like the bloop. Yeah, I know the bloop. Do you think that like how that's accounted for by like different ocean sounds? Mm-hmm. They think. 
A lot of people think no one knows what the bloop is, but a, a bunch of people think they do know what the bloop is. Mm, do you okay. feel like there's just like ocean sounds that we don't know that happen? I mean, I'm sure there are, but I think like that's probably there are probably more common like weird ocean sounds deeper down than where this would be, right? Right. I think you're right. Because oh, that's, like, probably, oh, like, Mariana's Trench-type stuff. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, you can go on a little jaunty dive. You're right. That doesn't no. make any sense. I don't. No. Yeah, too shallow. Next up, we got the USAT Liberty. Wow. Unlike many of the shipwrecks featured on this list, the USAT Liberty may be haunted not simply by the spirits of the dead, but by a strange and unidentifiable energy source. What? The U.S. Army vessel was in Bali's Lombok Strait in January 1942 when when a hit from a torpedo abruptly ended her military career. After being towed to a beach on Bali, the ship was unloaded and left to rot. That is, until the eruption of Mount Agung in 1963. Pushed back out to sea by the effects of the eruption, the Liberty sank beneath the waves where she remains today in 10 to 95 feet of water. Seems like a... Okay. Must be on a slope. Yeah, uh, What's more... Oh, my God. If I looked down while I was diving and there was a ship 10 feet under me, I would I would, I would, poop in the water. I would die right away. Yeah, I would poop in the dive. Maybe the other way around. Mm. What's more, anybody visiting the vessel now should look out for the rapidly approaching ghostly object that some divers have experienced. Rapidly Perhaps approaching is the it, worst. It said, oh, a rapidly yeah. approaching ghost. Swimming at you. So well, you can't even like run or do people, anything fast people at that People think point. it's the torpedo. The ghost <gasps> of the torpedo. A torpedo ghost? There's nothing faster. Oh, wow, I don't like that. I don't like Can you it. imagine a, tor- a, like, a ghost torpedo going all the way through you? And it's like... What would it oh, even oh, feel like? Oh, oh. I mean, it would feel like nothing. You would just like expect it to feel like something, and it wouldn't. Yeah, your heart would probably like explode. Yeah, you'd, you'd die. From fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we have I'd the- rip off all of my equipment and start breathing water and die. Yeah, I'd be like... like I'd start screaming. drowning. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even have time. By the time you no. looked, it would already be coming right for True. you. We got the SS Andrea Doria, uh, which has come to be known as the Mount Everest of scuba diving. And no. I think you can guess why. Oh, my God. Are there bodies? Oh, girl. Littering the so, ocean floor. It's partly uh, called that because of its formidable location, 180 feet under the waves. Wow. It's also because a number of people have died while attempting to conquer it. Okay, first of all, how do you conquer a shipwreck? Don't try to conquer a shipwreck, you dipshit. Like, you're not going to be able to pull it back up to the yeah, surface you, if that's what you're trying. To you're trying to get a GoPro video? Come on. Um, those lost lives added to the tragedy associated with the vessel and such morbid history explains some of the wreck's haunted happenings. The luxury ocean liner keeled over in the Atlantic after a collision with another vessel in 1956. Ooh, God. Ooh, it gives I don't me like chills. It. A luxury ocean vessel I don't like keeling it. over. Guys, if you haven't read that fucking you article on the Estonia to. yet, you'll never understand who I am as a person until you read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you really won't get Robin until you read that article. You have to read it. It has changed me yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, although the Andrea Doria was initially equipped with enough lifeboats to save her passengers and crew, the sharp listing of the ship meant that only some of the smaller emergency craft could be used, leaving just over a 1,000 spaces in the boats for more than 1,700 people on board. 
So that's 700 people. That's a little quick bath for you. That's 700 people who already don't have a way to get off the boat. Horrible. Uh, moreover, uh, all of the survivors were miraculously saved. Um, wait. Oh, all of the... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait, everybody lived? No, here we go. While all the survivors were saved, I don't understand this sentence. Yeah, obviously they're survivors. While all the survivors were saved, 46 died in the crash. Okay. Okay, so, so not all of them. So not all, the, not all of them. Not all of them are saved. All right, but uh, perhaps it's the spirits of these unfortunate individuals that are responsible for the odd movements glimpsed by divers as well as the ghostly sensation of being touched while passing the wreck underwater. Gross. <gasps> So maybe they they think, maybe they mean all the survivors of the shipwreck were saved from the water. Yeah, but but the the people who got hit. People died in the wreck. Yeah, probably. Okay. Good call. Complicated. Next stop, we got the SS Mohegan. The English county of Cornwall is a place steeped in myth and legend, as we know. Sure. Uh, But the wreck of the SS Mohegan off the Lizard Peninsula. Tell me more. Well, I can't. But we'll, we'll just have, have to look, look it, it up, yeah. Um, is nevertheless among the yeah, area's yeah. spookier relics. Divers claim to have experienced a strange sensation akin to an electric shock Whoa. when coming into contact with the ruined steamer. One group has even said that something guided them to reach a skeleton hidden within the ship. <gasps> guided them to reach... It was guided the ske- to I don't the know how to tell you. It's the skeleton that guided it's, you. It's the soul around the squell. Yeah. What? guided them. Uh, but perhaps the circumstances of the Mohegans sinking are stranger still. While en route from London to New York in October 1898, the ship veered wildly off course toward the Cornish coastline. Unavailable to avoid a collision, sorry, unable to avoid a collision, she wrecked on the dangerous rocks of the Manacles, resulting in the loss of 106 lives. Ooh. Amidst the chaos, though, one rescuer claimed to spot a mystery man hopping off a lifeboat before disappearing inland. Speculation mounted that this person was, in fact, the captain who, it was supposed, had deliberately sunk the steamer for an insurance game. Oh, my God. Fucking dick. Wow. Yeah. That's really Tough. risky to be like, surely I'll survive. Like, right? Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. We got the SS Cam Loops. Up next. Uh, this ship boasts a rather macabre relic within her wrecked interior, the conserved body of a sailor entombed there to this day. Wow. Nicknamed Grandpa. Come. By the locals, the unfortunate soul was one of 22 crew members who lost their lives when the freighter went down in a storm on Lake Superior in December 1927. Mm. For nearly half a century, the ship remained gone without a trace until... I don't understand how it's on a lake. Um, until 1977... Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize to anybody who worked in search and rescue on this lake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it remained... In 1927. Uh, <laughs> I think they forgive you. Apologize to your granddad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, until 1977, when her remains were discovered below in excess of 270 feet of water near wow. Isle Royale, Michigan. Michigan. I That's didn't realize why. that the lake was yeah. so deep. They're gigantic. Skinny. Yeah. Uh, what's more, kept incredibly intact by, uh, most likely by the preservative properties of ice-cold water. Mm-hmm. The body in the engine room is said to have the unsettling habit of moving around on its own. 
Just drifting and, and lifting those arms You're like You're going to get that in the water. You're going to get that in the water. Here's yeah. my question is that if ice cold water were that good at preserving, which like, of course, actual ice is fantastic at preserving, but wouldn't you think there would be more instances of intact bodies in the water? Like, you would think that shipwrecks in the Arctic for example, would have intact bodies. Maybe they do. I think but I probably it's harder to dive there. Yeah, but like, oh, you mean to just find the bodies? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like they're just like lost but to time. But even in the ice cold waters of like, like, where, not to bring up the Estonia again, but sure. like in the Baltic where the Estonia sank, you would think. Yeah, I think also though that a lot of the time they don't stay in the ship, and that's why this is special because he was yeah. one of what twenty two. Yeah. So the other ones are just not there. I suppose. And so. also, um, they're probably preyed upon. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be any prey? Coming probably they can, the... probably he's protected by the ship. Interesting. Like, maybe little guys can get in there, but well, yeah, no big boys guys. can get in there. Mm, yeah, I guess you're right. Little guys, you know, maybe they don't even like him. Maybe Sydney. they just want to eat, like, a plant. Respect his memory, please. Little guys I am. like him. No, I mean to eat. I know. All right. They, they want to befriend him. I'm just doing a goof. Okay. April Fool's. <laughs> April gotcha Fools. again. Uh, we got the Alchemos. Stephanie, not all haunted shipwrecks are the result of tragedies at sea. That's there. And while the Alchemos met a relatively prosaic end by running aground near Fremantle, Australia, okay. her checkered past has led many to believe that she is jinxed and that ghosts haunt her now wrecked body. Same. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, Boy, do I know it. <laughs> the Alchemos was constructed at speed during a 10 day period in World War II. That's pretty fast. Um, wow. Sinisterly. It's held that freak welding accidents caused workers to become encased within the ship's hull. What? And moreover, that their spirits still roam the vessel. I'm sorry. A freak welding accident? You're telling me that you are welding on a ship next to your friend and you hear him rapping from inside and saying you've welded me in. You just let your friend perish within the ship? You're not going to pop it open? You're not going to unweld it? There's, um, I mean, I feel like, A, when it's a large vessel, there could be people working on way different parts of it. So you'd weld up one part, and then those people would go back, and their entrance is completely sealed. Yeah, but wouldn't you hear them Not necessarily. No, I mean, um, I mean, maybe not. It's, think about how, think about how thick the, the body of a boat is. I don't Ooh. think you would hear them. I know, too, that, like, uh, when I was doing research for this play I was in, the People's Palace in Romania, mm-hmm. uh, when, like, the Ceausescu regime was building it, so many people were walled up inside. Really? So many, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Because people they were just, like... And they were, like, what do we do? Probably, maybe. Made a special new town within there. And then yeah. if the ship hits a berg... <gasps> You're free. You are free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I can I can see how this would happen. I hate. Also, that. it sounds like they were on a time crunch. So they're like, they well, what are we gonna do? Sure. Rip open the hull and just get these guys out, or just they, come on, leave them? They. I think if they knew, they would have. 
Maybe. It was wartime, dude. They needed You're telling everybody. me that they didn't notice that, like, ten dudes didn't punch their time cards We're out that day? We're saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they knew we and they agree. didn't do anything about it. That would be... Uh, that's unthinkable. I feel like because it, it was happened. war times, and I feel like they... Well, actually, riddle me this. Tell me. What was up with Australia in war times? Which war? Two. It does oh, say this ship know. was built quickly for World War II, so I gotta think. Maybe this was right they when were, Australia... They were maybe they in. were on the phone and somebody was like, send us your ships, and they were like, they were like ah. sure, we'll do! And they hung up the... They were like, we, we gotta build definitely a ship need a ship right like, now. At like least yesterday. 10 days from now. I said I said we'd have it in 10 days. Oh my god. Can so, you imagine? So stressful. I can't imagine. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, an enigmatic apparition nicknamed Harry... The victim of an alleged murder-suicide is said to haunt the Alchemos too, and the vessel herself even once mysteriously steered to a designated port with no crew on board. What the fuck? That's crazy that that is not elaborated upon. It went to a designated port with no crew on board. Okay, picture this. You work at the port. A giant ship toot toots in to your harbor. Okay. You, There's you not ferry a soul out. You go out to greet it, and it's Nary just Nary a soul to be found, and you're like, what? You radio back, and they're like, no, we're sh- our ship is own. I would 100% be like, this is the Calioche, and I'm getting on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. First, no, Hop what aboard. you have to do is drown yourself, no, and then your soul gets on don't board. Don't do it. That's right. the only way to get on to get on the Calioche. Is it? Yes, I, I remember I you. That I remember you telling me that it's people who have died oh, at yeah. sea. But okay. if you get on, it's just like a regular living person. They enslave you. Oh, you, you become a skeleton, right? They enslave you oh, to work yeah. on the ship. You hate to hear that. You gotta be dead to party. Mm. <laughs> well, on El Talia. That's just true in Jen. That is true. All right, we have the SS Emperor next. Another mm. Great Lakes victim. Wow. Uh, the Emperor ran aground in the early hours of June 4th, 1947, close to Lake Superior's Isle Royale. Um, since divers uh, exploring the site of the wreck have reported several incidents of the strange phenomena, over the years, the ruined vessel now has uh, a sinister reputation, similar to the other one. One diver claimed to have seen the ghost of one of the Emperor's perished crews still at work on the ship's ravaged equipment with dark pools of nothing in place of eyes. Okay. Dark pools of nothing. (laughs) Of nothing. Of nothing. Others investigating the site have reported hearing the noises of engines or, alternatively, a threatening voice uttering the word, die. Okay. Well, that is... Clear message. Not great. Message received. Even scarier if you consider that, like, how could you really hear anything? Anything. Yeah. Except, like, the bubble of a face. Again, I'd be like, I've gone insane. Yeah, I'd be like, sea menace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Menace, the menace of Park Slope is menace. The menace Park Slope has found me again. <laughs> Next up, we've got the St. Peter. Okay. Early one October morning in 1898. The St. Peter encountered a tumultuous storm on Lake Ontario while delivering a shipment of coal from Oswego, New York, to Toledo, Ohio. All right. The schooner's crew attempted to survive for 12 hours 
in the face of 70 mile per hour gusts and 20 foot waves, but it was to no avail. Wow. Rescuers eventually arrived to find one sole survivor, the boat's captain, desperately clinging to the doomed vessel's mast. However, legend has it that Captain Griffin was not alone while latching onto the broken craft. Some say that his wife Martha was there too, but that she drowned moments before her husband was rescued, Jeez. and that her spirit still haunts the wreck today. Wow, more like he threw her overboard. Yeah, like, Fuck off, Martha. This Please has to take mine. my wife. Yep. <laughs> Please take my wife. And that was <laughs> the, the ocean of, of the best joke, joke ever. Uh, divers have reportedly uh, have reported unusually rough conditions and difficult area uh, difficulties around the area where the sunken boat is to be found. Locals have claimed that Martha's ghost appears every year on the anniversary of her death. Sure, like wouldn't you? How would you? How would you even see her unless my stupid husband just lets me drown? Is the single sole survivor? Um, let's see. Right. You were supposed to lead us. You were supposed to go down with a ship. You honestly Seriously, were. Purpose. Um, okay. You might have heard of the SS Thistlegorm. Tell me more. Uh, it's famous for both its detection by Jacques Cousteau in 1952 with its remarkably intact cargo of trucks, motorcycles, and locomotives. It is appealing as a diving site, so it sunk with all that stuff on it, so people want to dive wow. and see vintage cars and stuff. That is cool. Uh, yeah. Can you I imagine the fun ecosystems inside of those machines Ooh, down there? So many cool anemones. Or imagine being like a tiny snail, and it's like, wow, jackpot. I found a home, Aww. and it's this car. Yeah, and it's in like the speedometer. Yeah, the it's, the, it's the little tiny ashtray Aww. in the old-fashioned side. Yeah. Oh, I love man. that. Uh, the armed merchant navy ship was en route to Alexandria in Egypt from Glasgow in the UK in October 1941 when she was bombed by German aircraft. She sank in the Strait of Gubal in the northern Red Sea with the loss of nine lives. Sorry, Strait of Gubal? G-U-B-A-L? Gubal? Maybe Gubal. No, I think it's Gubal. A tragedy that could explain the odd experiences reported by divers. For example... It is said that once again the sound of running machinery can be heard coming from the thistlegorm and that dark apparitions are seen flitting about her remains. Wow. Okay, last one. The RMS Hrone. All right. Of all the haunted shipwreck tales featured here, the revelations surrounding the RMS Rhone's remain are remains are perhaps most disturbing. While heading for the Caribbean in 1867, the UK Royal Mail ship hit a hurricane off Salt Island in the British Virgin Islands with the natural disaster wrecking and sinking it. The result was the loss of between 127 and 277 lives. Mm. And if the tales of visiting divers are to be believed, some of the victims still haunt the site today. The story of the Rhone sinking becomes even more disturbing upon discovering the fact that an unidentified amount of people from another ship were transferred to the ill-fated vessel not long before the hurricane took hold. So I guess there was some other, like, kind of worse boat that needed them to go on board, whatever. Uh, The passengers were apparently tied to their bunks (gasps) to protect them during the storm from the turbulence. Could the final terrified moments of these unfortunate souls be the source of the mysterious groans and shrieks? Gonna say yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, too, they're the cause of the tapping sensations that cause divers to turn around only to find there's no one there. Oh, boy. You know what this reminds me of? What? Remember we've talked about it on this on this pod, but um, 
The picture of that man with an axe on that ship. Ooh. Yeah. Wait. Remind me. What was that? It's like uh, an old-fashioned man. I don't really remember, but it's one of the scariest pictures I've seen. Oof. I'm going to find it right now. All right. Um, man, axe, ship. <laughs> yep. Good. That should do it. That'll do. Honestly, exactly right. Did you find it? Yes, I did. Wow. Look at it. What the fuck? I know. I hate that so much. And there is no one on I this ship. I hate that. It image. was an old military ship. Wait, let me see it again. <laughs> I really don't like it. Clearly with an axe. <laughs> I hate it. It's crazy. It's also like, it, it, it has a ghost face. Like He's, a horrible, grotesque face. He looks like a face. feral monster. Yeah, so a dock, work, a dock worker... Um, Last month, they came into dry dock to carry out refits and repairs. Mm -hmm. Old military frigate being broken down for scrap. Once all the sensitive stuff had been removed, the dock workers were free to go on. The dock foreman, John, went on board first with a camera to take pictures of work areas. He later sent all the pictures to his boss, who, upon seeing this one, called John straight away, asking, Uh, who's the guy with the axe at the edge of the camera? He had no idea. He never saw anybody on the ship. Um, the police were called and the search was carried out, but nobody was found. There was one way on and one way off the ship. Just one way. Wait, you can't just... And there was a gangway covered by CCTV. So, like, nobody got on, nobody got off the ship. You're telling me that a wily old feral man who has lived on that ship for years and years couldn't find a place to squuggle in for the day to hide from the police? I, um, no, but CCTV, no, no way. Absolutely You don't think that not. he had just, like, lived there for a very long time after it was in disrepair and was like, this is my boat? At the very least, I think they would have found footage of someone getting on the boat. They can't, he can never have left. Maybe, though. Think about it. What would he eat? I don't know. Maybe there was or a like, pantry well, water. somewhere. Catching sea rats. Old military frigate that like sea rats. Is, I don't know. It's actively being scrapped. I don't know what a frigate is, dude. Eh, well. Listen, I choose to believe it's an axe-wielding ghost. Ugh, that makes it so... Actually, I don't know which one is scarier. A feral man living on it or I'd a prefer not a man. Ugh. I'd prefer yeah, not a man. That's so scary. Because one, both will scare me. One will kill me. You're not wrong. Yeah, a ghost. I don't. I don't, I don't think. Like, what's it got to? What's it got to wow, gain from killing wow, me? Wow! 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 So wow. Let me let me just tell you something. Now. Okay. Okay. I wish you would. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you a little tale. Okay. Today. Okay. If I can get my fucking tabs to work. Hey. Okay. All right. Okay. Today, I'm going to be going over Gates to Hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've talked about him casually on the pot a lot. Mm-hmm. But we've just been like, yeah, like how some people think it's a gate to hell. Wow. I'm going to get into what, like, what is that? Okay. What's a gate to hell? Let's get into it. I'm a gate so to hell. Ready. Basically, various places on the surface of this world. Mm-hmm. That have acquired a legendary reputation for being entrances to the underworld. Oh my god. This goes back, like, we think of it as, like, kind of recent or, like, an urban legend. This goes back forever 
ever, yeah. ever. There's some Greco-Roman stuff, like uh, when Hades kidnaps Persephone mm-hmm. and in the field in Sicily and leads her to the underworld. It's through a cleft in the earth. Ooh, yeah. Yep. So, like, there's always some kind of, like, chasm or opening. Yeah. It's usually, like, a cave, a volcano, or a body of water of some kind. Okay. Um, the river... Coctus? I don't know. Um... Or, or And sticks are also entrances mm-hmm. to the underworld. So it's just like you follow a river deep enough, it's going to go underground and lead you to, like, hell. Hell, yeah. Pluto's Gate, which I'm going to get into, that's one of the ones that is considered to be one. Um, it's basically just uh, linked to Greco-Roman mythology and tradition, Pluto being the god of death. Yeah. Um, Orpheus travels to the Greek underworld in search of Eurydice, um, I had some woman I know pronounces it Eurydice, so I don't know what it is, but I always just say it feels like an Eurydice. Affront. Yeah, right? By entering a cave. Um, Tenerum, I think it's pronounced. It's the southern tip of Peloponnese. Mm-hmm. And Odysseus visits the underworld, entering through the river Acheron in northwest Greece. Um, there are so, so Sounds many like that area is a real tales. hot spot. Real Ooh, hot yeah. spot. Um, I mean, if there's one thing that I'm taking away from this is that anything could technically be a portal to hell. Um, I also like that it's not even a portal. It's just a gate. Just a because gate. Because a gate is like... Gate can be anything. Easily opened, right? And it also is nice because it means you can come out. That is nice. Yeah. I yeah. I think about that. So in the medieval period, Mount Etna on Sicily was considered to be an entryway to hell. And another cool thing especially in the medieval times, was that the gates of hell were commonly like an art depicted to be jaws and were referred to as... The maw? Hellmouth. Yeah, that's right. Like in Buffy. Hell yeah. Uh, simultaneously, the entrance to hell and the mouth of a humongous monster. Yes. I feel like... Um, this was probably like, it's, it's in a lot of Anglo-Saxon artwork Mm -hmm. spread throughout Europe. Um, very, like very common in depictions of the last judgment, uh, the harrowing of hell until the end of the middle ages. I'm pretty sure it's just like Protestant reformation stuff. Okay. Um, or I'm sorry, a revival in the, um, polemical popular prints after the Protestant reformation, but it was... Mainly used during uh, the Renaissance. Okay. Uh, so, also, in medieval theater, they would do, like, passion plays, mm-hmm. where they would also uh, depict a hellmouth, and it, that was always the coolest, because it was, that. like, uh, usually some kind of, like, uh, oh, man, was it called in, like, a parade where they have a, like, a plank with a scene on it? Float. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Plank with a scene on it. Float. Come on. I would never have guessed that what you were talking about was float. But it was really close. It's a parade with a plank and a scene on it. Okay. A float. So they would basically have, like, traveling theater. Yeah. And the float, uh, one of the plays would be, like, this is hell. And one of the floats would be the hell mouth. I love that. So fun, right? Very fun. Yeah, so basically that was also this belief that hell was a beast's mouth. 
So kind of, some kind of a cave just was a monster. Yeah. Eating people, and the inside was like a fire belly. Yes. Which I love. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's other gates. I'll, I'll get into them. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. But um, there's one that's especially cool. It's in Derwiz, Turkmenistan. Mm. There's a burning natural gas fire in the middle of the Karakum Desert known as Door to Hell. <gasps> and it looks like this. Oh my god, it does look like Wouldn't it you be like there. Yeah, that's hell. Yeah, that's the entryway. For sure. Yeah, it's just a natural burning gas fire. Wow, that's like the Times Square of hell. Yeah, it sure is. It's very cool. It's humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this thing called the Seven Gates of Hell. Yeah. That is a modern urban legend. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, yes. I have heard of that. Regarding locations in York County, Pennsylvania. Okay, interesting that that just happens to be where we are seeing Chris Angel. Strange that Chris Angel decided to visit perhaps where the seven gates of hell are to do his magic. Interesting if true. Uh, there's two versions of the, of the legend that exist. One involves a burnt insane asylum and the other an eccentric doctor. Oof, I don't know why they couldn't coexist. Both agree. Yeah. Honestly, they're two. They're one and the same. Pretty much the same. The doctor kind of lives deal. in the asylum. Yeah. yeah. Both agree that there are seven gates in the in a wooded area of Hellum Township. Hellum okay, Township. I'm gonna look up right now how close we're gonna be to that. And then anyone who passes through all seven gates goes to hell. Conveniently, in the legend, nobody's ever gotten past five. Which so is also just, like what who are they, just, just wants back to and they're go. like. Mm. They're hard to find. Oh, the first okay. one is an actual physical How gate. Do you spell Helen. H e l l a m. Township. Got it. Um, th- it's also worth noting that the first gate is like an actual gate of like a like a. It looks like a random abandoned stupid gate, and then the other ones, okay. the other they're six, far, they're far away where we're gonna be. Yes. All right, we'll just have to like go. <laughs> we're gonna make a day of it. Yeah. Um, and then the other six appear at night. And you need to find okay. them, and they're hard to find. Of course, the sixth and seventh gate probably well, super probably hard, to find. Real hard to find. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna blast through some places that claim to be the people think. I'm so excited. Okay. Are the gates to hell? All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. We're gonna go. This is just gonna be a travel list. Definitely. Mount Osore. Kind of sounds like Montessori. Yeah, a little too much. A dormant volcano (gasps) surrounded by seared earth, a poisonous lake, and wafting clouds of sulfur. Oh my god. It's not difficult to see how Mount Osore conjures a vision of hell, a sacred Buddhist site located on the remote Shimokita Peninsula of Japan. The name Mount Osore aptly translates to Mountain of Horror. Oh my god. Yep, it's near the Sanzu River, which uh, Japanese Buddhist belief says all souls must cross before the afterlife. Shit. Yeah, and yeah, they're like, and also it, this is the gateway to hell. For Buddhists. It's actually a very, very popular destination for tourism. You uh, during your stay at the cusp of the underworld, you mm-hmm. can visit with the Itako, a group of elderly blind shamans mm-hmm. who claim to communicate with the dead. Love them. Which is truly. 
I believe this, that. Uh, ultimate vacation. Yeah, that does sound um, nice. Yeah, I mean, like, in, in case you want, like, Just a first-hand a review of, yeah. like, the other side. This one I hesitate to even get into because this Ooh. is a very sensitive subject for you. Okay. St. Patrick's Purgatory. Now, I don't want to hear it, okay? I don't even want to hear it. Also, my cat is snoring so loudly. He's snoring louder than I've ever heard an animal snore. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, got to lose some weight. Um... Do you want to talk about St. Patrick? Um, I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to get into St. Platches. In Lulderg, a a lake in County Donegal, Ireland, sits Mm -hmm. Station Island. This is a picture of um, St. Patrick's Purgatory. Ooh, okay. Beautiful gate. Very pretty. Yeah. Um, It's a small, green, picturesque spot of land with breathtaking vistas of the Atlantic and the Irish countryside. It is also a gateway to hell. <laughs> Legend has it that St. Patrick um, was visited by Jesus on Station Island. Mm-hmm. The Son of God led Patrick to a pit that was a portal to hell. Tricky. Then he saw a bunch of visions, brutal punishment and torture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. He showed him this, I guess, to reassure his followers that the afterlife was real and could be very, very uncomfortable. Oh, no. Why not show him, like, the good afterlife? Yeah, be like, look at all this cool shit you can have. A monastery sits on the island literally as a means of shielding the earth from the portal. Wow, thank you, everybody. Thank you. For protecting Thank us. you very That's much. so selfless yes. of you. Moving really on. Nice. Okay. Pluto's Gate. I like the sound of this. I hope it's Southwest the dog, region the of Turkey. Dog. I don't think you're you're not. It's it's definitely not. Okay. Southwest region of Turkey lies the ancient city of Hierapolis, mm-hmm. a Greco-Roman pilgrimage site, home to Pluto's Gate, a long-fabled entryway to hell. Also, only recently unearthed. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Discovered by archaeologists in 2013. That's very recent. Yes, after decades of effort to find it. Oh my god, no. We should hide it again. I know. Pluto's gate differs from other doorways to hell in that it can, in fact, actually kill you. Oh no. Ancient literature describes travelers bringing animals to the site as a mean of sacrificing them to the gods. I actually have a little bit more on this to kind of like explain why this could actually kill you. Yeah. Um duty duty da da duty da 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 fa fa Just trying to find it, just trying to find it, just trying to find it. Uh almost almost I feel like the creepy yeah. room under the Grand Canyon. Maybe that could also Perhaps. Be this is what it looks like. Oh, oh that's so cool. It's really, really, really fucking cool. Wow. Uh What's that it's one called? The, the Plutonian at Plutonian. Herapolis or Pluto's Gate. Wow. Okay. Um so the ancient city of Herapolis Near modern day um, Pamukkale in Turkey. Turkey. Why did I say Turkey? Turkey. <laughs> uh, once home to a site considered sacred to Pluto, god of death. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. The site was discovered in 1965, but only unearthed in 2013. That's so they were working on it for a very long dang. time. Um, so... We talked about that, like, uh, natural gas fire. Oh, yeah. So there's some gases that heat the famous hot springs of Pumukale. Mm -hmm. They originate from a cave beneath Pluto's gate. Oh. So there is a poisonous gas cave beneath Pluto's gate. Okay. Okay. The vapors are so toxic 
that the people in this ancient city believed that they had been sent from Pluto himself and the site was treated as a ritual entrance to the underworld. Oh my god. Wait, so yes. how did they even build this building on the spot? Uh, I, I think that it was like on top of it, but there was an entrance to the cave somehow to the below part. Or maybe from within. Jeez. Yeah. Um, pilgrims would travel from all over the classical world to make a sacrifice to Pluto. Animals led into the... Yeah, it was a cave. Into the cave would drop dead from the toxic fumes. And then some of them... Some people would go in to be like, I'm going to live. And like, I'm blessed if I live. And they would. And sometimes they think it's because people had like secret knowledge of pockets of like air. Weird. In the caves. Yeah. That weren't... That wasn't like poisonous gas. That's Very cool, oh, right? Damn, yeah. Isn't it weird to think there's just, like, caves of poison gas underneath yes. the earth? I don't like knowing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it either. And so, yet here we are. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the mephitic gases that leak from the rocks of the gate and in turn, you know, they die of suffocation. Sure. Um, needless to say, it does require a degree of commitment to get to Pluto's gate. This one is my favorite. Okay. Huska Castle. Located roughly 50 miles north of Prague, Huska Castle is an imposing 13th century Gothic mansion yes. that looms over the Czech countryside. With an undeniably eerie appearance, it's, what alleged, it's what's allegedly beneath it that is far more sinister. Oh, no. A bottomless pit that leads directly to hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yep. Before the castle was even built, this pit existed. And local villagers were having issues with demonic creatures exiting the pit at night. Shut the fuck And harassing up. anyone who dared to leave their Shut home. Shut up. Local legend describes a man being lowered into the pit by a rope. <gasps> it was the king, I think, no. said, like, criminals can, uh, you can, like, volunteer to, to do this. <gasps> you can, like, volunteer and be free if you live. Oh, uh, my So one was uh, lowered down, removed out of eyesight, within 30 seconds began to shriek in terror, (gasps) and when they raised him back up, his hair was white and he had aged 30 years. Shut the fuck up, dude! Yup. Are you kidding me? I mean, no, but that is an alleged tale, but no, I'm not kidding. Wow. Around 1253 AD, locals had seen enough of this portal and Huska Castle, 1253 A.D. That's so fucking long Very ago. Very long ago. Uh, locals had seen enough of this portal. Oh, and God. the castle was built to keep the demons oh at God. bay. Just build build something that people it don't have to live no in. no running water, no Smart. kitchen. Yeah. It was not built to be inhabited. Okay, good. It was built to inha- for the demons to be inside. And the the chapel was built on top of the pit itself. Fuck. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Since then, it's been, like, renovated and, like, used and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it was built as a, like, fortress for the demons. That is... To keep them inside. Deeply scary. I really love it. This is what it looks like. Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, wow. It is like a fortress. It's like part of it. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to just get a better picture of it so you can see... But, I mean, I love it. Wow. 
It kind of reminds like me of the um, Abby from The Nun. Oh, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. How there's sure. like a horrible ancient that, wellspring yeah, yeah, of yeah. evil. That underground area. That it was built atop of. Mm-hmm. Wow. They should definitely make something. Oh, dude. Dude. Wow. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. Wow. I it's think, really good. I could get married. You probably could get married there. Oh, it's really good. Wow. Would Super you, good. Would you agree to get lowered into the pit if it meant your freedom? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But then, okay. This looks so much like where they did then then. <laughs> Maybe they did Do you feel like they there. did it there? Maybe they did it there. And now they probably just based it on it. I would oh. be surprised if anybody involved in the nun did that degree of research but man generous of you to think i mean yeah you're probably right wow spooky i don't think i would get lowered into the pit you're gonna really like this one this will be your favorite okay fengdu ghost city yep i already like it located in china's um chongqing region probably not how you say that on the northern bank of the man come on you can do it I know this one. I can't remember to say it. Yangtze River? That was good. Thank you. Fengdu Ghost City is a sprawling complex of shrines and temples dedicated to the afterlife. Look at this. <gasps> I love it. Yeah, it's great. Unlike, So it's an entire city dedicated to death. Unlike other gateways to the underworld, the entrance to hell at Fengdu Ghost City requires the completion or failure of three tests. Ooh, I like it. Okay. First test. Cross... Then nothing to be done, bridge. Okay. Very spirited away. Where pure souls cross with ease and the sinister fall into the square pools below. Yeah. Okay. Nothing to be done, bridge. Sure. Test number two is a bit more daunting and involves going face-to-face with Yama, the king of hell. Oh, no. That's such a such a leap between yep. the two. You meet him at Ghost Torturing Pass, where he takes stock oh, no. of the merits of your soul. The third and final test takes place at... Tianzi Palace, okay. where a large stone rests at the front of the gate. If you can stand on this stone on one foot for three minutes, Oof, I cannot. You're good enough to avoid what. hell, and if not, you go and you hang out with Yama seems forever. Like that should be test number one or two, right? If and my soul is good two. and then I can't balance good, I'm dead. Like it's it's hell for me. It should be balance, then soul, then king of hell. Well, no, no. King of Hell and Soul is the same thing. I think it's balance, then the bridge. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then... Soul bridge. Yeah. Sure. Because don't you have to be pure to cross the bridge? Yes, 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 yes. But then, yeah, the last one should obviously be Yama deciding. Meet that King of Hell and he gives you the the green light. Can you imagine being like, I'm really rooting for you now. I just need you to... I'm going to need you to pop up on that plinth just right quick. Yeah, come on. Three minutes. It's crazy. go. There's one in New Orleans. Of course there is. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's uh, the gates of Guinea. Guinea? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, As we know, it's the epicenter of the voodoo religion. Mm Mm-hmm. Practitioners of voodoo describe an underworld known as Guinea, G-U-I-N-E-E, through which all souls must pass and route to the final destination. 
Guinea's build is a more murky plane of purgatory mm. than the traditional like fire and brimstone of hell. But it's an accessible underworld nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. So it's a physical an gate. Accessible underworld. There's not just one physical gate, but also seven for some reason. Love in the seven. Spooky. Scattered among various cemeteries and portion of the French Quarter. Oof. Mm-mm-mm. If you're planning your itinerary, the first gate Here is said to be at the famous tomb of Marie Laveau. Of course. Yep. Of course. Most active on holidays, such as New Year's and Mardi Gras. My New Year's. Of course. I don't know. <laughs> Halloween. Just don't travel light, as each gate has a guardian that must be appeased with ritual offerings. Ooh, I hope it's a cat. And they're prone to anger. Oh. Yeah. Some I mean, are. I get that it's easy to get angry when you have to do this all the time. For sure. One more. Cave of the Sybil. Ooh, I love Sybils. Mm-hmm. In the barren and burnt Flegrain fields of Naples, Italy, a stone's throw away from Mount Vesuvius, which laid waste to Pompeii, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I should mention that volcanoes... Actually, I'm going to cover one more because volcanoes are like notoriously thought to be portals to hell, obviously. Makes sense. yeah. Um, Cave of the Sybil, described famously by Virgil in the... Fuck. Anit? Anit? Anit, thank you. As the home of the Sybil, the guide of the underworld. The cave was set, we should also do what a Sybil is. Yeah. That's also my favorite name. I, it's one of my favorites because of what it means. Mm -hmm. The cave was said to lead directly to the River Styx, the main passage to Hades. Yes. Yes. Cave of the Sybil, in reality, is an inhospitable, hot labyrinth of passages clouded by noxious sulfur fumes. Nice. A lot of these are just like, they're sulfur. Yeah, just a fart chamber. Yeah, it's a fart chamber. Um, Hot, dark fart chamber. I mean, like, that is hell. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That is hell. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what hell is. It's, it's, uh, that's what a dorm is. It's a fart chamber. And that's, that's yeah. what a house with many brothers in it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my house. And that's what Tommy and Patrick, is. you guys farted up the whole storm. Dark whole chamber life. farts. So I want to get into the Messiah volcano, and this will be the last one we talk about. Okay. The Aboriginal people of the Messiah in modern-day Nicaragua did not believe that the mouth of their, like, volcano was a gateway to the afterlife. Fools. But there was a local tradition that the volcano was a god and that a sorceress lived inside its fiery pit, which I love. Why not? It was, of course, like it always is. So so these people had no concept of hell. Oh, okay. They didn't, there was no, like, it's just like, that's a sorceress inside of an earth being, right? That makes sense to me. Yeah, why not? It was the fucking Spanish explorers who arrived in the 16th century and had little familiarity with volcano, had never seen a fucking volcano. Motherfuckers. Who associated the volcano with hell. They were like, we've got a whole thing going here, and that's what this is, and Spanish people come in, and they're like, uh, nope, uh. Yeah, they Actually, hauled a cross up that's to the another, volcano. Uh, that's another spooky thing. That so we do know what it is, but yeah, yeah like we so that it's is a sorceress that lives inside, but like, different from how you think it is. You know, it's a sorceress that lives inside the fiery pit. Uh, it's a god, actually. Yeah. This is, is a god. It's a it's god, and it's taking it to, down to his bad home. One man's god is another man's hell. I don't know. That's real. It's beautiful. Yeah. You should t- say that to Chris Angel. I'm going to get a tattoo of that. Right on my There chest. is no reality. So. There is no reality. Um, they thought it was the place where condemned or thrown by the demons. Mm-hmm. I do kind of get seeing a volcano and being like, 
Of course. This is definitely hell. Oh my God. Um, I feel like even now, knowing what it is, I'd be like, yep. Not every is. Spaniard thought this way, though. Some friars were like, I think it's just like part yeah, of the Yeah, they were. Earth. Friars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they the debates raged about what a volcano was for like so long into the 16th and 17th centuries. Worth fighting uh, about. It is. Yeah. There was a Friar Juan de Torquemada published a theological analysis of Messiah and other volcanoes in 1615, asserting that it was ridiculous to view any volcano as an entrance to hell. <laughs> I love that friar. I do like that. A lot. It's like, you guys fucking kidding me? Oh, wait, but okay. among his arguments was that since souls are incorporeal, hell has no need of physical mouths. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. He's, he's making a lot of sense over here. Yeah, he's using, like, his, like, the twisted logic of religion to make a logical yeah, yeah, yeah. deduction. The lesser of two dumb ideas. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dude, that's the portal to hell. Uh, I mean, people claim that there's gateway to hells everywhere. Yeah. Dudley Town. Oh, yeah. Um, There's there's a bunch. Got to go to Dudley Town. There's I'm a bunch, scared. and I think that the nature of this is that there's they probably come and go. Well, I mean, we've covered so many small towns that claim to have a portal to hell. Yeah. You got to think, like, maybe, and I don't want to trigger you by saying ley lines, but maybe similar to a ley line with, like, you know, constantly shifting magnetic, uh, I mean, the magnetic poles, do they move at all? I I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yep. I feel like if we're thinking, if we're taking hell as like the Judeo-Christian thing that it is, or like an underworld at all, mm-hmm. the whole point of it is that the the gates need to be where people are. So if anything, like like the Greco-Romans, it's like there was one they were they were in caves, and there was one like it was the rivers. That was what was around, mm-hmm. right? People aren't just, like, around fucking caves a lot anymore. And we're not really in nature as much. I feel, if anything, one of the abandoned fucking subway lines is a a portal to hell. Like, something like... That would be... There's a lot of, like, wherever the people are... Because what's the point of hell, right? Grand Central some Eat some folks. Eat some souls. That's the whole point. Is it? Collect the souls. Uh, From what I can kind of think of, yeah. I thought it was just to, like... For demons to uh, fucking torture you forever. Sure, that's... Yes, but I think, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I may just be reading too much into this, but I feel like the whole idea is that, like, hell exists, fallen angels, and they're so pissed that God liked humans, so they want to collect as many humans and torture them as Mm -hmm. possible to piss off the big man. So that's, like, the whole idea is that your soul is being, like, pulled in both directions and one's going to win. So are you specifically talking about the biblical hell? I'm talking about, yes, the that's, like, one idea of it, right? Because there are but there's also many like, ancient versions of hell that predate the Bible where there's no, Egyptian, like, fallen angel stuff. Sure. But even, like, think about, like, you still were judged. Like, yeah. no matter what. So there's always going to be, like... Well, that's what I mean. Like, you were judged based on how you acted, not how the people, like, employed in hell felt. 
Yeah, that's not a thing ever. Well, you just said that the fallen angels wanted to make God angry. Well, that's like, well, that's like yeah, the the motive. But well, I do but feel like like Hades even. Like, no, there's like a God. There's like a motive. Yeah, but I don't know if... I don't know. I just don't picture... It's all versions of, like, the exact same story. Yeah. I but it's, so. like, uh, one, like some of them aren't as uh, guilt-ridden like, and horrible. I feel like sometimes it's used almost as, like, solitary confinement, though. Like, as a punishment. Like, somebody has to go to hell to just, like, be away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is I feel like if there's a, if there's a gateway to this place, I think they move and I think that new ones exist. Yeah. I don't I think would, it would I make sense for it to be I don't think it would make sense for Pluto's gate to still be a portal to hell. No one could fucking Why don't get you to go it. Down there and check it Nobody out. Nobody could get to it for thousands of okay, years. Well, I'm going to we're going to go and I'm going to give give you a slack line to belay down. No, that was the the uh that was the other one, the Prague one. Mm, shit. I'll do it. You might want to just check it. it out. I'm definitely going to do it. That one doesn't have any noxious gas. Just turns you old. Yeah. Well, because you get so scared. Yeah. <laughs> just a shock of white hair. I just turns you What old. do you feel like the worst place in the world is? Maybe it's uh, somewhere in Times Square. Yeah, it could be Times Square. It could be Penn Station. Ooh, Port Authority, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a Chinatown bus on a Chinatown bus. Yeah, in the bathroom on a Chinatown bus. Every DMV is a gateway to hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any any place that's, like, just full of despair. Yeah, waiting room at jury duty. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parking garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Try, parking just the process of trying to find a park mm-hmm. is a gateway to hell. Like, if you make the right turn at the right time, mm-hmm. zoom, you're in hell. It's also <laughs> funny zoom, zoom, that, like, people try to find them. I, like, so many yeah. people go to Pennsylvania being like, I'm going like, to get to hell. And I just don't get why you would want to, like, I don't know. I mean, what I happens would? after? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, it's a question of, like, do you die or are you just like okay when i do die now i'm gonna go there i feel like or uh, does just spooky stuff happen to you because then it's like okay if it's spooky stuff maybe if you if you get there on your own you're like congratulations you don't have to come here when you die then you would think that people would be clamoring right that's the only reason i can think that people would be like this is my quest i think maybe I can understand the rationale kind of behind being like, I want to go see it in like an exposure therapy way so that I can scare me straight into like living a good life. Yeah. Ah, I just feel like you're literally, literally playing with fire. Well, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean like... But you're right. I would definitely try to go find like the, uh, I would go chill with Hades anytime. I would go find that underworld. That appeals to me much more yeah. than, you know, the more modern Christian version. Yeah, that's the worst one. Especially, like, you know, like, I do want to see an underground river of fire. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do. I sure do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
I I think that I can't stop thinking about being lowered into a pit and yeah and what what monstrosities I know and in like the very olden times yeah just like ah, in like a ah. bucket <laughs> like just a shitty bucket oh smells like milk no oh don't <laughs> stop with that milk and think about how long it would take them to get you out of the pit like thirty oh my minutes. God. Well, that's why I thought you were going to say he came back up and he was like, rended limb from limb or like turned inside out. It's almost worse that he lived. It's almost worse, worse, but I am so curious to he know did say what that he, he saw. He saw something. He saw, um, I, f- I forgot this, it was in a different article. He saw man sized bats. Oh. That's cool. He didn't That's say, not that scary. He didn't say, like, bats. He said, like, black winged creatures oh that were, like, the size of a man. That Those were, like, were probably just very deep in the cave bats. around him. You got to think they were probably super chunky bats super at the bats. bottom of, of a cave that deep yeah. down. Yeah, it's probably just bats. It's probably just bats. What a puss. What yeah. a total puss. <laughs> Even those bats. I mean, I don't want to get flapped with a leathery wing, but sure. I wouldn't turn my hair white. Or make you 30 years older. No, if anything, I'd delight in my new uh, my new friends. Yeah, I'd be like, it's just bats. I'd be like, I brought one. Just gonna embrace it's just me. Bats. It's just bats. <laughs> no, but maybe at that Are point. Are you okay? It's just bats. It's just bats. It's fine. They're large, though. Can you haul me up? Maybe it's like you had to kind of put on a razzle-dazzle show for them to be like, oh, my God, I really went through it. I guess I'm free now. Yeah, yeah. Don't, whatever happens, don't let anyone else go down there. Don't go there. down there. You don't want to know. Mister, let me tell let you. Let me tell you. don't want to know. It would be go? very fun if there was just, like, a nice person that lived down there yeah, and was, like, just like it's here's a jewel. Just, yeah, like, go I'm gonna back up. I'm going to spritz your hair white. Stay yeah. still. Cover your eyes. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do a little old age stage makeup. Yeah. It's going to take them a while to haul you back up, so don't worry about it. What I would love you to do is just have them build a house on top of this, Mm because I... A castle if you can swing it. I'm tired of this pit. I'm tired of this pit. Doesn't even need water. No, I don't need anything. Just some kind of nice... Oh, sod. Shelter. Give me a gable. Give Give me a gable. Give me a gable, the name of movie number four. <laughs> Give me a gable. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, that is really movie number four. What are my movies? Walkie Talkie. Walkie Talkie. Uh, the Menace of Park Slope, The Milkening, and uh, Give Me a Gable. Give Me a Gable. <laughs> They're all, like, fully different genres. <laughs> Give Me a Gable is, like, a sad kind yeah. of romantic. <laughs> Give Me a Gable is just a It's a like woman. Autumn in New York. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give Me a Gable. Which I have not seen. <laughs> mm Perhaps it is a woman who lived her whole life in a carriage. <laughs> she was born on the road. She doesn't want to die on the road. She just wants a gable. She just wants a home. In her, of her old own. age, she wants a gable. And she just always would say, "Give me a gable." What to gaze out upon? Yeah. yeah. Or she just waited her whole I life look for somebody to say, "What kind of house do you want?" She's like, "You know, I don't even care." Doesn't just give matter. Me a gable. Just give me a gable. It's all she wants. Ooh, maybe it's like a Gone with the Wind type of setting. Yeah. I'm just picturing a carriage woman that just lives in a carriage all her life. All her life. Where does she even shit? The road. Where else? <laughs> she shits on the road. <laughs> who's got, but the thing who's is, got a tip for me? Yeah. You? <laughs> you got a tip for me? 
Okay, you don't want to hear more? <laughs> We're fleshing out Give Me a Game Old another night, dude. I think one thing about her is that... <laughs> is this like Marie Antoinette times? What no, it? no, no. It's like, it's like a carriage is like right before cars were invented. So she could like get away, like she she found oh, ways okay. to look really nice, and no one even knew she lived in a where carriage. where where in the country is it? Is it in the U.S.? Everywhere, it? Stephanie. It's everywhere can't in the do country this right now. Because she goes, she doesn't have a home. I can't. She travels place to place, and then as soon as people start being like, "Did she live in a carriage?" She, <laughs> she leaves town. <laughs> cannot get. Oh, I love her. Give me a gable award. Nominated yes. original screenplay. Yes. Yes. Okay, what's your tip? My tip is never give up. Keep <laughs> pitching your movies to your icons and idols until they relent and they respond to your DMs. Thank you. I will never is stop. Is Christopher Plummer on Instagram? You should DM him about Give Me a Gable. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What I could do for him is give him the part of the mayor of the town <laughs> that she ends up in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could do for Christopher Plum. You know what? For you, for turn you, Chris, turn it off. We can't stop. Okay, love you. <laughs>